What up, everybody? Ryan Rucco, CC Sabathia with you. A brand new R2C2. You know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Well, guess what? It's Thursday morning. Actually, it could be any day that you're listening to this. But the new episode's being released on Thursday, and we have an outstanding show for you. First of all, CC gives his reaction. He's none too pleased with nobody getting into the Hall of Fame this year. And we chat with Bucks running back Leonard Fournette as his team is headed to the Super Bowl in Tampa. What's it like to play with Brady? What was it like to win at Lambeau? How about his journey from a top pick in Jacksonville to waved and latching on with Tampa Bay? You're going to love this conversation with Leonard Fournette. It's all coming up on the brand new R2C2. It starts right now. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. It's good, bro. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I had um, my special new R2 mug. It's it's like it's R2D2, but it just says like R2 on it. So oh, I was like, how fire. perfect is this? Yeah. And I had it, um, and uh, and then I accidentally put it in the dishwasher, so I don't have it now. But I was gonna oh, be, I, I was ready to like hold it up. And I you thought know, you was about and, to say it broke because you always, you always got like little R two C two shit that you yeah. have that you won't give to me. So I was hoping that it fucking broke. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> if, if you can't have it, no one should have it. <laughs> Understood. That's, Understood. That's the only child syndrome in me right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's still crazy to me that I didn't know. And even the whole group chat like didn't definitively know that you were an only child until like a year ago. Remember yeah. when like all of a sudden we were like, I guess Wait a I second. don't act like one in a way, but I do act like one in a lot of ways though. <laughs> when it comes to R2C2 merchandise, then you act like one. <laughs> yes. We actually should probably get some new uh, R2C2 merch uh, with the ringer going. Seriously. Uh, going for people man since yeah. our move to spotify now that we're like six months in or however many months in we are the move maybe we get like some masks or something you know what yeah. i mean like that's trendy right now <laughs> exactly gotta like n95 it did you see i i saw this um this i saw michael rapaport and then also uh this economist who i love ian bremer both post like this thing from abc news or something where they <laughs> they said like double mask 75 percent efficiency triple mask 90% efficiency it's like <laughs> what are we doing here what you know like, doing, like uh, i mean oh yeah, bro i'm so over this like last yeah. you know 13 months it's been crazy but oh my gosh know. i know well i mean like look i i wear a mask and i'm all for masks everywhere i go mm-hmm. but like i don't know if i can put four on before i leave the house every time you yeah, know what no, i mean I like I, like give me hey. the end i'm i'm at 95 and now hey see did hey. you start your recorder by the way Nah, I didn't. But oh, we were recording that ready though. Yeah. You know what? I I'm I'm Did you this start yours? For, I, I I just I just started it. Like <laughs> well, well, Bobby's I, got I, all that shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. I started it, um, but I, I was like a hair late and then Sadie asked me to ask you because Damn. Th- she asked me and then asked me to ask you. So on the air. This is behind behind podcast, behind radio. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. We got is all it, that anyway. What were you just going to say, though? Because I interrupted what seemed like it was going to be an interesting or funny thought. Fuck, I forgot. What were we talking about? Masks? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about wearing masks. Uh, I'm just wearing... I'm, I'm in N95 mode, man. Wherever I go now, I'm in an N95. Yeah, nah. I, I wear my mask all the time everywhere, too. Uh, I was. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say... Um, I, I was talking about uh, being tired of the last 13 months, but 
I mean, you know, we could have had a way worse. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's yeah. healthy and all that stuff. And but yeah. you've been canceling things, and you know what I'm saying. So yeah. people can complain on every level. You know what I'm saying? But people have been missing out on so much shit. It's just been, it's just been crazy, man. It's a crazy time. Dude, that's what I even think about. Like, you know, I I had to cancel my wedding twice, right? Like, that's awful. Like that 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 you know that obviously is not something anybody wants to go through. But then it's like, okay, how about people who just in the event world? How about if you were a senior in high school and you missed like you know your your senior year of baseball, basketball, whatever, or your the prom? Or your prom. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. That type you know, of so, shit. Yeah. same thing for college. Like things that you can't make up in any way really you can't do and then it's like okay those are events those are life moments those are big deals those are things you don't want to miss but then how about if you like had someone who you know actually you know passed away lost, from yeah lost yeah. their life to this virus you know so i agree man it's like oh if you're healthy you know it, healthy and and also like employed you know i mean so many people right now struggling in that regard even if they're healthy like who've lost their jobs. It's like, you're right. There's always like the perspective of everybody's been affected in some way, but oh my gosh, it could be worse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I always like, think of things like that. You know, I always think of, of, of like how much worse it could be. I've always yeah. been like that. I don't know why, but it is what it is. Yeah, man. No, and hopefully we're getting there. I'm like, yo, get me that vaccine. I want that vaccine now. As soon as right I can away. get it, boom. Yeah. Right away. That's what everybody uh, keeps asking me. You taking the yeah. vaccine? Fuck yeah. Right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I want do 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 basically these are like, you know, measles level effective vaccines. Do I want to go back to normal life? Would I do I do I wanna, you know, avoid the virus? Yo, yes, yes. Do, do you ever think that you're getting on a plane now without wearing a mask? No. I was thinking that actually. I was like, no. you know what? I, I think that, I'm always okay, gonna so wear that, a mask on a plane from now on. Even, now even I like, know what, long after, you know? Now I know yeah. what I was about to say. Oh, okay. The, yeah. I, I the mask effect for me, you know how I'm not like a such a people person, you know what I'm saying? You know how I am. Yeah. So yeah. like being in front of people with the mask on, people can't read my face, like how disgusted I am talking to them. So like <laughs> I actually like the mask. So like uh, and even sometimes when I'm looking at people, I'm like, oh, they can't see my face right now. So it don't make a difference. Like I like the mask in that respect that I can keep like you know, I can hide my face from what I'm actually thinking when I'm talking to people. So you're gonna be wearing them forever, then? I should. Like, I'll, I'll probably be wearing them for a long time, cause <laughs> just just for that. <laughs> people are gonna be like, "Wait, have you been vaccinated?" Be like, "Yeah," but yeah. I don't want you to see what I'm thinking on my face. <laughs> I, 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 I was at the baseball games a couple of weeks ago in in, uh, in Houston, and and I was like, and, and in my head, when I when I, I always tell myself like, "Fix your face" when I'm talking to people. And I'm like, I don't have to now because I got this fucking mask on and I'm disgusted sitting here talking to this person for 20 minutes about absolutely fucking nothing when I could be watching my son play. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. That's all. <laughs> That's great. Now you don't have to fix your face at all. <laughs> I'm uh, good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'll I'll wear a mask on a plane still. You'll wear them all over life just now, to avoid I, these conversations. You know what? I, I think I'll wear them on a the plane just for the next yeah. couple of years. I, yeah. I don't know why, um, but, I, you know, I, I, it just feels safer, I guess. And people have been doing that for years. Yeah, and, man. And we all look, you know, people look at people like they're crazy. And Yeah. But, but you know, you know, people have been wearing masks on planes for years, so I don't think it would be a weird thing. Uh, right. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Today, see... Um, we talk with Leonard Fournette. We're gonna, yes, you guys are gonna hear that in just a, a few moments. He's going to the Super Bowl. Had a monster twenty-yard touchdown run in the NFC Championship game. Gonna give us perspective on Tom Brady. 
on his year. I mean, this was a guy who was, you know, number cut. four overall pick in Jacksonville and then cut. You and then, know? But then he keeps it, you know, he he was, you know, frustrated about being cut, but he got cut from a team that won one fucking game. They weren't trying <laughs> to win. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't think he should be that frustrated by get, by being cut by Jacksonville when they were actually trying to get the first pick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, life's going to be a lot better for him now. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, it's going to be a lot better for him. And, and, and even just, you know, when you contribute the way he's contributed, he's been great in these playoffs. Coming off that, the opportunities are going to be way better than yeah. if, if things would have kept going the way they were in Jacksonville. And for me, like, just knowing, you know, him as you know, Leonard Fournette as, you know, being from New Orleans and how big of a star he was down there. Like, him getting to the Super Bowl, for him, it this is like, you know, it's like fulfilling a dream for people that, you know, from his hometown and from his hood and where he's from. Like, this is what they expected of him when they mm. saw him running the football at, you know, in the seventh grade playing on the varsity team and four carries for 300 yards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is yeah. What, this is the Leonard Fournette they expected. So, he's carrying a lot on his back. So, to see him going to the Super Bowl is exciting for me. Yeah, you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation. See, we'll do a little brief sling and heat before we get there. Um, what's your first sling and heat today, man? Uh, I think my first sling and heat, I have to go with, we got to go with reactions for the, from the, the Hall of Fame. Um, nobody getting in um, voting this year. Does that I, bother I, I, you? It, it does bother me. Um, yeah, it, it does bother me. It, it, it's like, it makes me sad, man, to be honest. Um, it just feels like baseball it has such a disconnect from the fans and 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 the players too. Just watching MLB Network, you know, I watch a lot of MLB Network just because it's on all the time in my house. You know, my kid, mm -hmm. my son watches it, and, and it's on a lot. So the last two weeks, all you've been hearing about is you know the Hall of Fame selection show and this big great show and all of this stuff. And then we get on there and it's, it's a Tom Verducci and Bob Costas show, like. Where's the celebration of the players? It's mm -hmm. it's such a disconnect that like it's unbelievable how like and it, it's unbelievable to me that people are surprised that that fans aren't into baseball. When you have shit like that, when you watch what you just watched on MLB Network last night, that shit was disgusting, man. Like I, I'm sorry, but like, come on, like Curtis is like you, a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? Like Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, like these guys should be going in the hall, like. Football what did Andrew the Jones NBA, get they get it right, percentage-wise? I think he got like 35%. But the NFL and the NBA, they get it right. They put their guys in the Hall of Fame, and, and people celebrate it. And it's like, it's a celebration. Like, I just felt bad. Like, I hear, you know, Scott Rowland's trying to get into the Hall of Fame, and he he's, his family and his friends are probably watching that show last night. And he's got to watch Mad Dog dog him about his career and talk about how he's not a Hall of Famer. Like, what network does that to their players? This shit is fucked up. Like mm. it was that shit was sad to watch last night. And I understand why people don't like baseball now. But the only thing I'll say is, isn't this a very unique year? I mean, they this is the first time since 1960 that they haven't elected someone. It's not like this is normal. I'm pretty sure over the previous seven years, they've had more candidates than any seven-year history. You know, so this isn't yeah, like I, I, this is I've a, heard that this too, a, but yeah, this isn't a trend. This is a unique year. No, 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 no. This is definitely a trend. And if you look at what's going forward, if you look at the next couple years, there's 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 nobody to be getting in under these standards right now. So for to me, I think if you document the history of the game, you got to open up and let some of these guys that that were the best in in their era into the Hall of Fame. That's just my opinion. Well, that may it, that may get me kicked out of the Hall of Fame or. 
may lose me votes. You know what I'm saying? Kurt Schilling is not in the Hall of Fame because of what he said, but that's just the way I feel watching the game as a fan, watching that show as a fan last night. Yeah, I I think the the tough thing with like a Schilling one, like Schilling clearly, ha- I mean, there's there's serious issues with him as a guy there, right? And understandably so. But you you know, it's like, is that really? I know people bring up the morals clause or whatever, but do you ever really know these people? Like when you're voting for them, are you telling me you really know who they are as a guy, or should you really just be evaluating what they did on the field and whether or not they belong in the Hall of Fame because of that? Because then Kurt Schilling would be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, But I think people are afraid to vote for him because he's proven to be a very controversial dude who says some what very you, upsetting what you, things. What you think about yeah. him taking his name off the ballot? Like, fuck yeah, it, I'm, that, out, I'm out. <laughs> no, that's like, that's like a, you know what? I'm going to take my name off the ballot. You know, like, <laughs> you yeah. know what? You yeah. guys don't get the vote on me no more. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. Like, I don't even know if you can do that. You can't and do it, that. That shit is hilarious. That's just what? him being upset. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but, like, it, it is. It is. The, the one that bothers me. So, first of all, I'd like to say, I actually, I don't have any enormous problem with it because I think that, like, you know, overall with what happened, because it's not like each voter knows what other voters are doing, you know? And there were a lot of people who voted for people to go to the Hall of Fame, you know? I don't understand somebody who submits a blank ballot that to me is ridiculous but i understand how somebody could see you know roger clements as a hall of famer and somebody could not the one how? That, well, who could I, not see roger clements as a hall of famer what the, the how i think the only i think for some people they are really really strict down the line on the performance enhancing drug aspect of things and so that's why but where I feel differently and where I think things are nuanced is it blows my mind that anyone could not have Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Like, Barry Bonds was so clearly a Hall of Famer before, before he started using performance-enhancing drugs. There's a clear every- line of delineation of when he allegedly started using and when he wasn't. And he was clearly a Hall of Famer long before that. So why shouldn't he be in? Because he was the greatest performing athlete of all time when he was on juice? You know, like I mean, you know that that's what that's what confuses me. That's yeah, what confuses I, me. Yeah, like he, and, and, and a lot of the people that are voting on this, or, that are that are voting on these guys now and judging them for what they did, were writing when they were doing that shit. So why not write about it back then? Why you why are you judging and, and and penalizing these guys twenty years later for what you knew what the fuck they was doing back then? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But y'all know I was saving the game and it was a, and it was bringing the game back and people were into the game. So nobody cared at the time. But now when it's time to put these guys in the Hall of Fame, now all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. You was the motherfuckers I was writing about it back then. How yeah. many articles did you write about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and how great the game is and the chase in 98 and all of that shit? And now it's a fucking problem. It's bullshit. Well, bullshit. Well, it goes back to the way I felt all along about this, that Bud Selig somehow was able to get away with blaming the players for this. And really, this was this was a league issue. Like, it, it's preposterous to it blame. It wasn't an issue, though. That, like, that's the thing. Like, I played in that era. Yeah. It wasn't a fucking problem until people started going to jail and shit. Like, it, it's entertainment. Like, no, look, yeah, I, but- play, I play with a bunch of guys, Ruko. That yeah. used that shit that were trash, guys. Yeah. That, that literally were garbage. Like, yeah. Couldn't hit the ball out of the fucking infield. Yeah. And that, were, and that had the shit in their locker. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. it, like, 
it, it was not, it was it wasn't hidden. It wasn't an issue. You knew the guys that, that was doing it was what it was. Everybody that was around the game back then knew what it was, guys. Yeah. Well, and so you could say that it still wasn't even playing field. Here's where I get. I, I think you you definitely want the stuff out of the game, okay? And and so I think that that shit ain't never gonna be out of no game, cuz. Well, but it's gonna be out more than it was. You, it's not the use is not as rampant as it was, right? I mean, or at least it's uh, not. It, is uh, it? Well, it's not as motherfuckers still but, getting caught, cuz. Yeah, yeah, but look at the <laughs> stats, right? I mean, we know it's not as rampant because you don't have guys in sixty home runs every year. Like I, I'm saying, the effects clearly. I'm not saying dudes don't do it, but I'm saying it's clearly not as rampant as it was because. Just look at the numbers. You know, the numbers aren't what they were when it comes to, you know, these guys putting up 60s. You know, I mean, what? how many straight years did we see, have guys hitting 60 home runs after it never happened? You well, know? That was, well, let me shut up. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, man, I'm saying, even if it's always still going to be in the game to a certain degree, I understand a league not wanting it to be so blatantly obvious. I understand that. What I don't understand is why the players are the only ones who end up taking the punishment for it. And that's mm-hmm. what bothered me. So Bud Seeley could argue, well, the only way to get it out of the game was to basically embarrass the players who were doing it or whatever, if he wanted to. However, I disagree with that. And I would also say, you weren't testing. Like, I, this is the thing that blows my mind. It was during, no testing. Du- during those years, there was no testing. So when oh, I first came up into a big league clubhouse, like, it, shit was wide open, bro. Like, like mm-hmm. when I tell you, shit was wide open. Yeah, shit was wide open because it yeah. was whatever you wanted to do, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it just what, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a problem. Like, it just was what it was. It was the game. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Well, and dude, that that's how I feel. That that's what I feel when I when I say like, I, I don't. Major League Baseball didn't test at that time. So why are we blaming the players at that time for using? And the counter is, well, it was still technically against the rules because it was illegal prescriptions, whatever. No, to me, BS. Unless it was blatantly outlawed and tested, I don't blame the players of that era. I don't because if, if Major League Baseball didn't think enough of it to test them on a regular basis or at all, then why am I supposed to put it on the players and if I'm a player and I'm, I'm, I know I'm good and I'm coming up in that time and then I see everyone else is using it, I'm like, wait, okay, do I have to use this to keep up? Like, I'm sure there are hundreds of cases of players who felt like oh, I have to use this to keep up. I had that. I had that conversation in my head and I was like, do I need to do this? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to do this. I, I, I throw 98. By, I'm good. I can get by being fat, cuz. So <laughs> I figured that out, bro. So, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah, if you came up at that time, you 1,000% had that conversation with yourself if you needed to do that or not. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, but but it, there wasn't, you know, there, you, wasn't, you wasn't gonna get in trouble for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like you said, there was no testing and there was, you know, it was no issue with it. It was just, it was just a matter of you wanted to put that type of time in. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that type of work into your body. But, and, and, but back, back, back when I first came up, you used spring training to get in, in the shape, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and dude, that's why I think those guys got to. I think Bonds especially, obviously, has to be in, and I think it's, Clemens got to be in too. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think you're probably right about that because you are, dude. You are 
there wasn't some obvious competitive disadvantage within that period of time, right? And to just like whitewash them from history and not have them in the hall, you know, when they dominated that era, that to me that's not appropriate either, especially when Major League Baseball wasn't testing at that time. Yeah, you know? and it just so, it just saddens me like as a fan, like yeah, just I, I don't know, it's just weird, like just watching the other sports and the way they celebrate their retired players. And just watching MLB Network in a way that we just shit on our players and and just talk but bad yeah. about them. It's just it's weird. It was just weird to watch last night, bro. I, I will say, I think that they are often celebrated. I think baseball celebrates its history better than any sport, probably. Just I think this is a unique year. But I understand. By the way, I'm just realizing you're up against it, man. We got to get you out of here. We got to get to Leonard Fournette. We got yeah, we, we got we, we got to get you to Leonard Fournette. All right. That's the Hall of Fame discussion. C and I will talk about it more, obviously, in the weeks and days to come. Right now, though, I want to get you to our guests, a man who is headed to the Super Bowl, has been terrific in the playoffs for the Buccaneers, gives us insight on what it's like to play with Tom Brady, winning at Lambeau, what will need to happen against the Chiefs. Here is Leonard Fournette on R2C2. <laughs> So this is one of your fellow Rock Nation guys right here. See? Yeah, man. I was I was glad to see what he was what he did on Sunday on Sunday on the field too, man. Congratulations, bro. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's got to feel pretty good. Not only do you win the NFC Championship game at Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers. To go to a Super Bowl in Tampa, but you had a big game, man. You had that 20-yard touchdown run, 50 yards on the ground, five catches. I mean, as you're going through it, are are you are you kind of appreciating, whoa, like, you know, I, I'm playing a ma- monster role in sending my team to the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, uh, I think uh, doing our game plan, you kind, you kind of have to get that in your mind, knowing your role. and no matter how small or big it is, a role is a role. And it takes all all hands, all deck, just to be where we are right now. So it's not just me. You got to think about the guys that block for a time bridge to get the pass off to me, the guys who's blocking for me. I'm blocking for time to get the pass off to Mike, Chris, Scotty, or whoever. So uh, it's, it's an all-hands-in thing, uh, especially in football. What was that preparation like, like last week, like leading up to that? Obviously – probably one of the bigger games of your career. Like, what, what, was the, what was the feeling like leading up to that, you know, that, that game of Lambeau Sunday? Uh, I was just thinking about the past, you know, uh, how that felt when we lost to Tom Brady my rookie year uh, when I was in Jacksonville. And knowing that uh, I didn't want that feeling at all, to be honest. And um, just this is like a dream that I've always dreamed of playing the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I guess somebody from the internet had found the old tweet that I tweeted back in 2014 when I was a senior in high school, and I said, uh, "I can't wait! To, I can't wait till I play into the Super Bowl." And now I'm here, and uh, well, that's like six, seven years that's passed. And I'm a big firm believer of speaking everything to existence, so it's played out. When you are getting ready in that preparation, like C was talking about, what what's Tom Brady's role? Because like even Bruce had the the quote this week, which they showed on the broadcast of like. Hey, they didn't let him coach in New England. I just let him coach here. Like a lot of times, uh, I'm sitting back, let him do his thing. 
Like, how much coaching is Tom Brady doing as you guys are preparing for the NFC Championship game? Oh, uh, it's kind of 50-50. You know, I can say that. I mean, he he does his part, but he has guys that's that's been here. You know what I mean? We might have been might not have been as many times as him, but we played big roles in, in our previous teams in big games like this. So he doesn't have to do a lot. You know, he, he might say what he expects out of us or what he thinks is going to happen in the pass and run game. And it happens. Uh, and it's crazy how he knows the game so much. You know, he's 43, old, 43 years old and he's been in the game for a long time and he understands defenses and his his points that he put towards us, like it's in the Saints, I'm going to go for the Saints game. He was like running back, y'all going to be open underneath. So y'all be ready to catch the ball at least 12 to 15 times. And in my mind, I'm like, I guess. But <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> but actually, when it came to the game, the running backs open every time. And uh, I mean, he has a vision and then we just follow him, to be honest. When he, when he first comes into the, the locker room, and I know, you know, you're new to Tampa as well, but yeah. what, what is it like being in a locker room with Tom Brady? Like, what's the presence that he brings? How does it change? How does it feel different than maybe your typical NFL experience? No, it doesn't change at all. You know, because outside the, uh, the, the helmet, he's a regular guy like, like us. You know, uh, you know, I kind of I kind of give him I give him shit here and there. I call him old head. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just that's just what that's just what it is. And um, you just you just appreciate guys like that who who loves the game and he genuinely cares about every guy on his team. You know, like I say, uh, I had my ups and downs this season. And uh, even when I wasn't playing, I wasn't doing good. He was like, man, listen, it's going to come. It's going to come true. You know, uh, I wanted you here for a reason. I, I asked you to come here to help me out. And uh, during the back end of the season, it's paying off. Hey, it's crazy, too, because when you when you get old as a player, you want to be called old head. You know what I'm saying? Like, it make you feel <laughs> make you feel like you're a part of the guys. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just hearing you say that you was in high school in 2014, I was like, damn, because, like, I was 14 <laughs> years into my career. You're a senior in high school. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And, and we, uh, Tom the same way, because he was, yeah, yeah he yeah. started in 2001, too. So, yeah, yeah for the same age. So it's crazy to, to hear, like, you know, and, and to be around. It keeps you young. Like, Ruko, when you, when you old, like, the last couple of years when I was in the clubhouse, I'll be hearing conversations. I ain't know what the hell these guys talking about. And I walk by and I know they be like, man, he old as hell. Like that old head. But it make you feel good as a player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're still a part of it. So that's that's fun to be a part of. It, Leonard, I mean, knowing that like Tom wanted you there, right? Like that he, yeah. he wh- how much did that mean to you? Knowing you, you're kind of handpicked by Tom to be a part of this offense. Uh, I mean, it felt great. You know, uh, I had plenty of other teams that wanted me, you know what I mean? But I felt like uh, Tampa was the ideal spot for me. Uh, and I think I could have brought a lot to to the team. And throughout the uh, the, uh, the process, it didn't, it didn't go as planned. You know, I wanted to be a starter, but uh, I had my ups and downs this year, you know. But my role, like, it's, it's, not, it's not like boxing or golf, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's one guy. You know what I mean? So it takes everybody, and uh, that's what we're doing right now. We, we're still putting the pieces together. Uh, uh, I think we could be more dangerous than ever, you know, with a guy like Tom, and he has all the weapons around him. So we're just still trying to figure things out as a whole. Yo, what about uh, shifting gears? What about playing a home Super Bowl? Like, I always thought, like, a home Super Bowl would be more distraction to the home team in a normal year just because 
there's easier ways of you to duck off and sneak off into different places. But like, yeah. it being COVID, I heard that Kansas City's not traveling to the to the the day before the, of the game. Like y'all being at home, like that's got to be uh, like a kind of some kind of advantage, right? Like to be able to be at home and not to travel during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's good. Uh, right now, uh, everybody's just trying to get their legs back under them. Uh, right now, it's all about we rehabbing. So quick rehab. You know how fast uh, the week's going to go by. And uh, trying to get our legs back under us. And uh, just understanding, it's a big week, too. You know, we, uh, and a good thing for COVID, you know what I mean? Because a lot of a lot of my family members I never, I haven't talked to in years, talking about they want to come to a game. They need a, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they need a ticket uh, or whatever. And uh, <laughs> like I say, everything happens for a reason. So, like I say, I'm focused. I'm more focused than ever. Uh, they already know my mom, my my my, my siblings. They they come to the game. That's it. Nobody yeah. else. Like they didn't support me. They wasn't here for throughout the race when I had my ups and downs. So just my my closest family is going to be there. It's kind of that's what COVID has kind of played that role too, right? Where you could like selectively choose who you're going to see, <laughs> who's going to be a part of things. Like it's, yeah, hey, it's COVID. Sorry, no tickets for you. Like <laughs> you're right about that. It's definitely like it's definitely let you get your circle right. If you got too many motherfuckers in your life, COVID is definitely fucking let you get you wanna, that shit right for sure. Gonna cut the ass off. <laughs> cut the ass off. <laughs> it's definitely been that way. Leonard, how about when you go into Tampa Bay's locker room and you're, you know, it's a it's a new experience for you, right? It's a new team. Yeah. Um what's what's harder? What's what's easier? I mean, is it nerve-wracking at all? When when you're going into a new place, nah. Uh, I mean, most of the guys I played against in, in college, uh, some high school, some I was teammates with, uh, some was former LSU Tigers or whatever the case may be. Football is football. I think the dy- dynamic was is trying to get the playbook uh, comprehensive in two weeks. Hmm. You know, uh, I was forcing myself. You know, because that's just who I am. Wanted to be a starter. Wanted to play. You know, uh, I think I think for any player. Well, I can't speak. I'm speaking on myself. Uh, I put it like myself. I always want to feel like I'm involved in winning. I don't want to just sit on the bench. I want to feel like I contribute to the team, help them out. You know what I mean? No matter whether it's a, a block, catch, pass, whatever the case may be, or run. And I think I put so much stress on myself just to try as as fast and hard as to get the playbook in within them two weeks. And uh, that's about it. Everything else just came natural. Football is football at the end of the day. You're playing at Green Bay. You know. Obviously, it's Lambeau. There are fans there. I know you guys have had fans in Tampa, so you've had some experiences with fans, but it felt like Green Bay had more fans than I've seen at a game this year, save then watching the AFC Championship game, where it felt like (laughs) Kansas City felt like they almost had the place packed. I was like, what's going on here? But what? how much different, Leonard, did the atmosphere feel in Green Bay with a, you know, with more bodies than we're used to seeing this year, obviously with them louder because of the stakes. And it's Lambeau Field. It's the history. It's Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You know, what did the atmosphere feel like? Uh, for the first time this year, it felt like a real game. You know, uh, I was in the huddle. I'm telling Tom and everybody, I'm like, listen, ain't no way there's 9,000 fans. It's loud as shit in here. <laughs> I'm like, it's too loud in here. I'm like, it's, it's way more than 9,000 fans. And uh, the, the, it's the atmosphere. And uh, when they was cheering for uh, A-Rod and them, like, it, it felt like a, actually a real game this year. And uh, it couldn't be – I wouldn't want it anymore. It was, it was the best experience for me. 
Yeah, see now y'all about to get that in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Like, and and the, yeah. the fans that's gonna be there are gonna be like the real fans because nobody's traveling from outside. It's not gonna be any corporate like me and Ruko asses ain't flying down to go to parties and shit. It's just gonna be like the real fans there. So it'll be, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you'll get that experience to have your own home fans in the Super Bowl. So that should be a real advantage for you guys, man. I, I, like that should that should really help. You know, in 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 you know third down situations, different different situations where the crowd normally won't get hyped in the Super Bowl, yeah. you'll be able to have that for the home team. Yeah, uh, it should help. We, we're going to need everything to stop that offense they have, and especially the defense who's playing the uh, – I mean, they're number one in right now and everything in passing. So uh, we're going to need our fans. We need everybody to come out there and support us. You know, I, I like, too, what they're doing with 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. In the building as well. I, that's like that's a cool way that they're giving back. Have you guys, Leonard? Have you noticed the fans at your home games? I know this is going to be more than you've had in the past, but what what has it felt like playing at home this season? It's been cool. You know, the fans uh, they're there cheering for us. It's like it's like another game. You know, it's going to be more people. Uh, our previous home games, there was loud. There was cheering for us uh, doing. Everything a regular crowd, a regular fan, and in the stands would, would do. So I'm excited. Yo, I wanna I wanna ask you about shift gears and ask you about early Leonard Fournette, man. I, you know, I I got a lot of family in New Orleans and, and started hearing about you like Pop Warner years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you went to St. Augs, had the great career and stuff, but like when did you start playing football and like is your family big in football? Like you got a big family, like did you your your dad and your brothers, anybody play? Like how how did that come about? So uh, I started playing sideline football, right? I was I always played with the older guys. who was one of the best. Then uh, my father took me out took me out to play. I guess I was like four years old or whatever, and uh, we had to run laps, right? And I'm looking, I'm like, damn, we got dollars just to play football, just to start running laps. <laughs> so uh, so actually I quit. I told my dad I didn't want to play, you know. Uh, Came back the next year. He seen me playing uh, playing football in the, in the, in the church lot again. And he asked me, was I ready to play? And I'm like, yeah. So it just took off from there. Um, I don't know. It was, it's crazy how it happened. You know, uh, I dominated all the park ball. So after that, I think, like, after a couple of years, I got I got banned for playing the park ball because I was too good. So <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I, uh, when I got to seventh grade, I went to St. Augs. I wound up starting on a freshman team my seventh, eighth grade year. Uh, did did a good job. And my freshman year and going to high school, I started my four years from a freshman to my senior on the varsity team. And uh, I was number one freshman, number one sophomore, number one whatever. Then came to graduate, uh, number one player overall in my class. And I think that was one of the hardest choices I had to make. I think as being a man that's picking out of LSU, LSU in Alabama, because both of the running back coaches went to my high school. They're both from New Orleans. <laughs> so uh it was it was it was a tough decision for me because Burns and Coach Frank Wilson. So so Bama so Bama was like was really on you. you I, I thought for sure it was just always gonna be LSU, but so it was nah, Bama. Nah, you got now nah, you gotta think Bama was the running back school when I was in when I they had Trent, they had Eddie Lacey, okay, uh they had Mark. I mean they had all those guys. So I'm like I'm like, damn, I really might go here. But what hit me, uh, I thought about, I thought about my family. I'm like, listen, I know if I stay, I stay uh stay home in Louisiana, my family get a job anywhere in Louisiana. No matter where it's at. 
no matter where it's at or what's going on. And I, plus, I had I had I had my daughter at the time too, mm-hmm. so I just stayed home. And uh, I wound up I, I didn't win any championships, but for my family and the sacrifice I made for them by staying there, uh, I created a household name for my entire family in Louisiana. Leonard, how about if you think about you in high school? What's the most like ridiculous game you had in high school that you can remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, I think we played against a, uh, it was a rival school, you know, in the seven wall called McDonald 35. I had like, man, I had like full carries for like 320, three touchdowns. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I set out in the second quarter, then play again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. You had four carries for 320 yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. And that was against your rival school. Yeah, McDonald 35. That's see, ridiculous. That's, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ruka, my whole family's from New Orleans, so that's all I heard was, like, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette. From the time he started at St. Augs, <laughs> like, from the time he was in the seventh grade, that's all they talked about. So for yeah. me, like, hearing him say that he almost went to, went to Alabama, like, my family would have lost their mind. Everybody in Louisiana would have <laughs> lost their mind if Fournette would have went to Alabama, bro. That would have oh, been, yeah. that's crazy to hear that. I didn't know that it was that yeah. close that you, that you was going to Bama. Yeah, it was oh. close, man. It was close. I mean, then... Like, uh, like I love Coach Miles and I love Coach Nick. You know, I, I created a bond with them. But uh, Coach Nick was a real guy, man. I, I, I like the Coach Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when um, he met my parents. I went to his house. I beat him in basketball. I beat him in. I beat him. All, <laughs> I beat him all type of things. So uh, it's like, you know, it's bittersweet too, because you know, throughout the years from your freshman year to your senior, you create a bond with these coaches. You know, they come away from their jobs to come see you at at at, at a school. And then you got the the home visits and things like that. So uh, and I and I seen someone that said uh, he was like, man, only the, the one of the, the recruits I wish I I would have had was Leonard Fournette. He was like, and me and his mom cre- had created a bond. His mom made the red beans for me. You know, it's, th- it's things <laughs> like that. That that as you that, as you get older, you don't realize the little things. So uh, like, shout out to him. You know, he's he's one of the not if not the greatest coach in college. You know what I mean? I had I had an opportunity to sit down with him in his in his home, meet his family, his kids, and I had a I had a great time. What is it? Do you call when you decide you're going to LSU instead? Do you actually call Nick Saban and let him know, hey, I'm not going to be going to Alabama? What's that process like? Nah, you just <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, you make your choice. After that, it is what it is. Uh, just move on. You know. Uh, like I say, it was a, it was a tough decision for me because there was mm-hmm. two great guys, uh, two great guys that was recruiting me. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, uh, it's college too. You got you got to enjoy your time. So I thought about myself, and my family, and that's the decision I went with was LSU. It's it's good to hear that Saban is a good dude too, and because oh, yeah. it, it would be it would be something different if he was just getting all these players and, you know, just turning them out. But he wasn't really caring about the relationships with the guys or, you know, having that bond with, with guys' moms and different things like that. That's cool to hear that, you know, he is one of the greatest coaches, but he is a, a real guy, too. I mean, that's that's dope to hear. Yep, he is, most definitely. I'm still I'm still trying to wrap my mind around four carries for 320 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> then he's then Leonard sits the rest of the game. Like, sorry, you're too good. Wait, Leonard, are you just like, plowing over people at, in high school or are uh, they too fast? School, I think, I don't know, high school was too easy. Like, so, as uh, my freshman year, right, 
the first seven games, I roughed over 200 some yards, like two touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, but Rico, he, he was the same size he is now, though, bro. Go look at some video. He, he, yeah. was, a, he was a grown-ass man, yeah. Kaz. Now, everybody, everybody in our audience is going to be YouTubing <laughs> Leonard Fournette high school highlights, man. But, like, are you, like, are, right, are, are, I mean, you're big, you're obviously fast. Are you just, like, are you blowing by everybody or are you just, like, stiff-arming these little these little 15-year-old dudes to the ground? Like, what's uh, going on? It was kind of it was kind of both, you know, because in high school I ran track, too. So I worked mm-hmm. on my speed. So uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in any athlete that plays football should always should run track in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna separate you from other guys. Come um, out in shape. I wasn't tired none of my years in in high school at all. And uh, I think track is probably the hardest sport I played too. It's most definitely the hardest because you're just running. Like you know, when you're a kid, you know, you know, you like running, but like damn, you get old, you like ah, hold up, like it takes a toll on you. You know what I mean? So mm. I can tell you, like coming, like um, we practice at when we practice track, you have to run two six hundreds, right? You got to make it in a minute and five. Nah, that's like that's like a warm up. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to make it in a minute and five. So after that, you probably got four two hundreds. You got to finish with like three hundreds, and. You know, it was hard. You know, I was listening every day. Listen, I'm talking about before I got off the bus, I was telling my coach, listen, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, I, I know it's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to the bathroom, get my mind right, and I, I'll, be, I'll be back out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know what's funny? You say that, though, when you just said, like, I recommend to everyone who's playing football to run track. Yeah. And, like, I can see the value of it. But I also, when you said that, the first thing I thought of, is like running track isn't easy because there's no, you're just running, you know, like yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no payoff. You're not running and, and doing anything with the ball. Like, I mean, and it's just practice. Oh. is just practicing running, running, it's just running. running. Yeah. Get me to running. the beat, cause like, I don't need to <laughs> yeah, practice yeah. this shit. Like, show up, let me show up when it's the <laughs> beat time. Cause. Well, well, well we know you weren't practicing that. We, we hey, know I, that. I just ran for the first time on the treadmill <laughs> yesterday. It took me fucking 28 minutes to do two miles. Cause, <laughs> I don't think that was part of why you were being recruited, see? <laughs> but I, Leonard, I could see, though, where it helps you get your mind right, running yeah. track. It, it strengthens you that way, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, especially that four by four, like a, a whole lap. You got to run a whole lap, full speed. You know what I mean? It, it tests you mentally, you know what I mean? Because you get that monk on your back coming into that 100, mm. and you knowing that you got you got that, bat- that tone in your hand, you got to pass it to somebody else, you got to keep going and going. but. I can to tell you that sport helped me get helped me get faster, helped my farm out. Uh, you know, throughout the duration of the season, I didn't see it, but towards the end, when I when I when I ran like the the regional two hundred, I ran in the state. I, I, I wound up finishing. I ran up running a ten a ten five in a hundred. Uh, I was like a high ten seven in the beginning. Uh, in the two hundred, I ran up running a twenty a twenty point twenty point seven in the two hundred. Uh, so. At the time, it don't seem like it's paying off, but throughout the, the course of the season, man, you're getting faster and faster. Your takeoff's getting faster. You're building up leg momentum. Uh, it's crazy how it works, though. And, and for, like, football, too, because everything is, it comes down to the combine and, like, running the 40. So you start getting those reps and knowing the form. And, and by the t- I mean, because they teach you that. Like, I remember when I used to work yeah. out in Arizona, and they used to try to teach those guys, like, the track form just to get ready for yeah. the combine. If you already yeah. have that little bit of skill, 
then when you get ready, getting ready for the combine, he just kicks right back in, and you you know you can run a That's good like, time. That's like, for instance, uh, Cyril. He plays. He's 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 from he's from New Orleans. He went to Rumble High School, Archbishop High School. He never even with LSU with us. He ran track his whole entire year at LSU. He came in and ran a forty. He was a track. He's a track star. He came around and ran a forty. Ran a four two seven. He got drafted out there. I'm like, oh hell no! I'm like, listen, I should have did that. You know, instead of taking all that beating that I did, I'm like, hold up. He just come in around one. It was crazy. And and now he's uh, he's on he's he's on he's on a, he's on the team with us now at Tampa Bay, and he's he's up trying to get a ring with us now. And uh, this is beautiful how that play, how that how that played out too. You know, Leonard, I was uh. I was reading some stuff um, after the game and uh, you had said after, you know, this past Sunday's game and you had said you were Mm -hmm. crying for like 30 minutes on the phone with your mom and dad talking about your journey. What about the journey made you so emotional Sunday? Uh, I just think this from the beginning, like uh, this from getting cut, you know what I mean? Uh, It's just, it was different for me. You know, I've never been cutting my life from anything. You know what I mean? Uh, open up my eyes, and uh, just trusting and trusting and understanding God's plan for you. You know what I mean? Uh, my mama, from, since like I cut, she's always telling me, "Man, God got something way bigger for you." You know what I mean? And uh, we, I was laughing about it with uh, this morning, and uh, like throughout the season, you know what I mean? I still I still wasn't starting. I wasn't putting up the numbers I used to put in. And I come from I come from a team that. The whole offense is ran through me, and now I'm on a team where I'm just like one of the one of the parts of the of the offense of the team. So I, I was just frustrated off and on. You know, I had my days up and down. You know, what I mean, I cry at home too because I wasn't. You know, I'm not used to not getting the ball. I'm not used to not putting up numbers. I'm 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 looking at guys who's producing numbers, and in my mind and how I feel, like I'm ten times better than. Them. You know what I mean? So I kind of had to trust the process. Uh, and as you see now, uh, I'm just flourishing right now. You know, that's nothing but God. You know, he had uh, bigger things for me. You know, I'm pressure. Like, it's a lot of things I could be grateful for. Like, as of right now, if I was uh, starting running back somewhere else, I'd probably have, like, 300-some carries. I'm probably, I'm probably at, like, probably 130 right now. You know, this is the least I've ever touched the ball. This the freshest I felt in a playoff game, too. So, uh, the, like I say, the, the good outweigh the bad at the end of the day. I was about to say, just thinking about that process, just thinking about like the the offense normally flowing through you, but would you like you said you would have had maybe three four hundred carries by this time, and then you're not fresh enough to be able to make that run like you do in in Lambo. You know what I mean, like that physical yeah. run like that, just because you've been doing that all year because you got the ball so much. So that that was something I had to go through too. Like I came from a place in Cleveland where I felt like I had to to go out and win the games for us. When I got to New York, I was like, man, if I just do my little bit of part, like. We going we got a pretty good team. Like we we'll get to where we need to get to. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. accepting that as an athlete is is, is tough too. But you yeah. ultimately you ultimately get to where you want to go. You know? Yeah, most definitely. What was Leonard? You know, you said that you know some difficult, some difficult parts, some tears stuck with it. What? Uh, how'd you get through it? You know, who helped you through it, or what'd you do emotionally? How'd you keep yourself balanced? Like, how'd you put your faith in God? what got you through those days questioning yourself and also adjusting to a completely different role? Uh, it's my family. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the, that's the, the biggest part. Uh, my mom, my dad, uh, and I can say my kids too, you know, days, days when I don't want to feel like, and I feel like, you know what? They're not giving me the ball. I'm like, why, like, why I'm here? 
You know what I mean? I'm questioning why I'm here. Then uh, my kids are calling on the phone, you know, and I can't stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no matter how I feel, no matter what emotion I'm going through, uh, they love me for me. They don't, they don't, they don't care about Leonard Fournette. I'm their I'm the father at the end of the day. And I think that's what kind of helped. That would help me out a lot too. You know what I mean? Just knowing that your kids love you for, they don't care who you are. You, you could be a superhero to everybody else, but to them, but, but to them, you just, the, you're their father. You know what I mean? And I think they played a big role in my time here too. Like my daughter, like she, she, she's so funny. She, uh, uh, she, uh, like, like, you know, you know, kids say anything, you know what I mean? And, uh, it's funny how like, my daughter be like, well, dad looks like you have a good game today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, and, and, and it's like, and I can't, I can't help nothing but laugh. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I, 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 I didn't, I did have a good game today. Matter of fact, I, I didn't, I didn't play at all to be honest, but it was cool. <laughs> oh, that's good. How old is she, Leonard? Uh, my daughter's six. Uh, I have a oh, son. That's great. Uh, my son, Legend, who's about to be one next month, and my son, Leonard, uh, he's about to be four uh, next month, too. Uh, well, in, in March. That's, that's tremendous. See, you can relate to that, right? How your dad, you know, you're not, well, you're not yeah. CC Sabathia, the pitcher, your dad. No, that yeah. was the biggest thing. That was the easiest. I mean, that helped me mentally, you know, adjust from like, you know, if I went out and gave up seven runs, I would be pissed off coming home and throwing shit, want to argue with Amber, all kind of shit. But, like, as little C got older and I would come home and I, or I, I would go into the family room after a bad game and he didn't give a damn if I gave up eight runs or I threw a no-hitter. He just know dad is home and it's time for him to, like, sit on the couch and throw me balls so we can hit. And that yeah. just helped me adjust so much mentally. Like, all right, I'm going to leave this shit at the field. Like, when, when, it's, when it's time for me to come home, I can just carp, uh, carp, what is, how you say it? Compartmentalize? Compartmentalize that shit. <laughs> that's a, that's a I'm bro. here. I'm here hey, for you, bro. You bro that's, was, why I, that's why we got an R2 I on was, this C2. I was no. never going to fucking uh, figure that out. But that's a big-ass word. Right? I can leave those feelings <laughs> at the field and, and be, come home and be bad. So, yeah, yeah that, no, that, was, that was big for me. Le Leonard, how about, um, you know, winning Green Bay? That's one thing. How about you going to New Orleans, where you're from, and winning in the divisional round. What did that mean to you? And do you still have, you know, family, friends who are the Saints fans hitting you up like, hey, man, why'd you got to do that to us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, were, they was upset with me. It's like, it was bittersweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 100% of people in New Orleans are Saints fans, but they're also running for that fans. So mm -hmm. it's like, they're mad that the Saints lost, but they're happy that I won. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, it it wasn't. It wasn't that bad, you know. It, I, I'm happy. I, I got. I finally got a chance to play in the Superdome and also to get a W in after the first time. So I'm. I'm just happy for that. For that achievement. Oh, uh, was that your first time uh, having a chance to play in there this year? Uh, well, my second time. Uh, my first time really plugged that. I'm talking about like even from high school and stuff. I always came a game short of going to the uh, to the championship. So mm. uh, that that kind of was my goal. Into uh, in high schools, I always play in the, in the Superdome for the championship. So I, I, I wound up playing that on the the national the national level, which is great. How about Leonard going through? Obviously, everybody's had to make different sacrifices during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. And for you guys as a team, you know, there's very strict protocols. You know, you guys have obviously all taken 
different steps and sacrifices, both in your personal lives as well as the professional setting. But now that you're towards the end of the road and it's about to be Super Bowl and you've gotten this far, what are the conversations like between you, your teammates, to each other about like, hey, don't go do any wild shit this week. Like we are. <laughs> That's right? what I was like, saying yeah. about Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. saying about yeah. being home, though. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm like, like, don't don't be having some strangers over for dinner. Like, you know, <laughs> like I mean, are those are you guys having those kind of talks? Like, we're almost there, guys. Just hold on a little. Yeah, longer. Uh, yeah, we are because we know for a fact uh, we had guys like D, D White who caught Devin White who caught uh, COVID, and he's uh, he's one of the major pieces in our defenses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Right now, we need everybody. We need, like I said, when I told you all hands, we need every hand in, mm. in order, in order for us to win this game. So, like I say, that's that's just a sacrifice. As a man, you, like, as a man, you have to understand what's what's big. You, you, you having fun, or something on your finger that's gonna last forever, and your name is gonna be attached to forever. You know mm. what I mean? So, sacrifice a little for the big. That's what I say. Mm. Man, I, what two weeks to go when you have two weeks in between games? What's the preparation like, Leonard? Like at the, at this point, you know, where you know you have another week. What do you? What kind of stuff do you guys do uh, with this first week? Nah, like right now, it's getting our bodies ready. Right now, you gotta understand. Uh, I know baseball and all that, but football, like you're going eighteen weeks hitting against each other. <laughs> yeah, man, man it, it's rough. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's rough. And just the minor kinks that you have in your body, you know, the, the, just the little things that's bothering you, you know, you won't get Take care of that now, because you're gonna you're gonna need you at full speed. Become the the seventh. You know what I mean. Uh, the mental aspect. You know whatever you're going through, or whatever you got going on, you got to try to put that to the side. You know, mm-hmm. and I I think I think that's that's probably the hardest thing about being a man. You know what I mean. Even though, and it's this not I'm not talking about sports. I'm as a man in general. You know, and and this sport we play uh, in this business. Uh, they don't really care about, they care about, they care about, you know, what you got going on. But when it comes to on a field, your play and everything else, don't let that affect your money or affect your play. You know, that's the biggest thing. So all those distractions, whatever, girlfriends, the baby mamas, the friends, whatever. Listen, me, they know I'm, I'm cut you off in a heartbeat. This, this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this little week right here is, it's important. You know what I mean? Uh, too many guys don't get this opportunity to play in these games. You know, uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I played in, I played, I played in the playoff games my rookie year, but the, the next three years, I never made it until now. So I'm, I'm blessed to be in this, in this, in this spot right now. Man, I, 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 I think your perspective is amazing, Leonard. I love it. Um, and, uh, and I can only imagine what, what it feels like right now and, and the excitement, the anticipation, the energy um, you've spoken this part into existence, right? What, what, what are you speaking into existence for what happens on February 7th? When in the Super Bowl, you know, yes, uh, that's the, uh, that's the biggest goal, you know, uh, you know, you know, and sometimes, you know, being humble, you know what I mean? You, you kind of want to say like, you know, hopefully, uh, hope we win. I mean, you got to speak it now. I mean, when that's the goal, you know, we didn't, we didn't come this far to, to end up short. You know what I mean? I know they have playmakers, Pat, you know, Tyron, uh, Tyreek. They have guys like that. But And, they, and I think everybody kind of counters out, too, at the end of the day because we know they have a, a super-duper offense or whatever the case may be. But, uh, like I said, we all hands in right now. We're going to get to work. 
Uh, right now, we focus on getting our minds, our body right. right. You know, we, we start refreshing right now. That game against the Packers is over with. Uh, we on to the, the the big the big ball right now. So we focus on that right now. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, when when do you when did you like make that flip from like, man, we just we went up the Lambo, did that, like celebrate that to like now we gotta we we got more to 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 go. Like, like when do you make that switch from like, okay, let's celebrate this Sunday. But now we got, you know, in two weeks we got we got more we got more business business to handle. Oh, I see. Yesterday I was upstairs in my film room watching the uh, film. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. watched the uh, I watched the uh, the Packers game, and after that I'm like, you know what? I was looking at the mistakes I made, uh, what cuts I, you know, I, it's always in football, you know, it's always errors, but that's more you could have done, or that's more you should have. You feel like you should have done on that play, or kept my feet running, or I read the play wrong, I missed this block, or I missed this cut. And uh, you just adjust it for next week, you know. It's 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 a it's a chess game, you know what I mean? Because we played we played this game, we played the same team before, you know. It might be a, a couple of new things that throw at you, and like I said, the game's gonna be big. But within those two minutes of the game, it's back to regular football. Football is football at the end of the day. Uh, my biggest thing is winning our one on ones. I preach that every day. But that's something my my coach taught me in uh, college, Frank Wilson. And you know, as a as a freshman, I didn't understand. He's like, win your one on ones. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, you've been doing it your whole life. You know, making a safety miss, making a linebacker miss, uh, making that right cut, uh, winning on blocking, finishing, you know, things like that. And that's what I try to instill into these guys now, you know, just beating, beating your guy one-on-one because that's, that's how you make your money. That's how you, get, that's how you get recognized, and that's how you be great. How about going up against Patrick Mahomes, Leonard? Yeah, uh, I played against Pat. I played against Pat. Uh, my, we actually played each other in college, too. In uh, Texas, I guess it's like some type of bull in Texas. You know what I mean? And um, just seeing where he's come from and the play he's turned out to be, you know, he all he always had it. You know what I mean? But now it's like he's he's, he's going to be one of the greats, and uh, can't wait to see him out there. Do you think knowing Tom the way that you know you've gotten to know him this year, like, is there any part of him that you think is motivated to remind? Patrick Mahomes, who's that next dude that, hey, like, I'm still Tom Brady. I, I'm the GOAT. You may get there, but you're not there yet. This is still – I'm still doing this. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's definitely a, a competitor. You know, just know that it's in him. I don't care how old he is. He's, he's, he's going to compete. <laughs> and uh, my, my biggest thing, you know, when I – sometimes I bad practice, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the knee, I'm just looking at him. And I'm like, well, damn, how, how can somebody, like – uh, you know, you always on the internet. Some people always say they hate Tom Brady, but how can you hate somebody you don't you don't know? Like I don't understand that. You know, don't get me wrong. Like when he beat us, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know what? Fuck Tom. He cheated. I'm like, he cheated. Like he cheated. I was saying all type of shit. Like he cheated, whatever. But when you're on the team with him, and you see the work he puts in, you see he wakes up. We have meetings at seven forty-five. He's be he's up at five thirty. Every morning, you see why he, he does the things he does, the accomplishments he has, the championships he has, and his resume is good how, how it is because he puts in the work. Nobody noticed that. So instead of you hating on somebody, like you saying you hate, like hate is a strong word. You might could learn something from that guy. And I've been learning. I'm watching him. I'm, I've learned a lot from him, you know what I mean, uh, throughout my time here and, and, and tamper with him, you know what I mean, and understand his – his work ethic, you know, as soon, soon as we get on the, on the bus, he's watching film. Hmm. 
Oh, uh, he listen. I might, I might be there in the sleep. Here come tap me. Like Lenny, you made, you made a bad cut. I'm like, I'm like, what? He like, you made a bad cut. I'm like, bad. I'm like, you right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shop. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it. You know what I mean? So that's the type of guy you need around you. Uh, I ain't gonna say need. You will want around you, cause his. I'm not mad. His everything he has, it 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 just rubs off on you. You know, you want you want to be that great. <laughs> You want mm-hmm. you want to have those ethics he has. He's he's like to me. You know, some people compare him like LeBron or whatever. Like he's like he's the he's the he's the Kobe of football to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. And uh, he competes, man. And uh, I don't know what to say about that guy. You know, it's crazy, Rook. I ain't never met Tom Brady a day in my life, but I guarantee you, haven't? you I guarantee you, he wants to kick fucking uh, Mahomes' ass on come two weeks <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> He want to let everybody. He want. He want. We all know that he's the goat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he want to. He want to let. He want to make sure Patrick Mahomes know that he's yeah. the fucking goat, bro. And, and like, I mean, everything he just said. I mean, you know, him being the, the first one up. You know, studying film. Like that, that's what I imagine him to be. Like, I mean, it's it's hard for me. I mean, I, I, I it's hard for me never to root against that guy. I can never root against that guy just because when he came into the league. You know, he wasn't the the highly touted. He sat behind Drew Hinton at, at Michigan. Like, mm-hmm. he sat behind Drew Bledsoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, and, and when he got his opportunity, he handed the ball off and let the defense play. But then he turned into <laughs> this great, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time because of work ethic. So you can't hate on that guy, man. That, that dude is unbelievable. It's just fun to to sit back and watch him do his thing. And, and, and hopefully y'all get that W on uh in, in two weeks so he can uh, – just let Mahomes know one more time. I love Pat Mahomes too, but I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, cuz. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You know what? Let's also say this. His TB12 vanilla protein powder is outstanding. It, I mean, it is. It is fantastic. Leonard, I want you to. You might be the I, only one trying that shit, Ruko. No, no, no. I've I, I, never had it. No, <laughs> Le, Leonard, I want you to. You, you tell Tom tomorrow. Please tell him the R2C2 podcast thanks him for his wonderful protein powder. Every morning, I have the TB12 protein powder. It is, it's the best protein powder I've ever had in my life. Fantastic. Uh, I will let let Tommy Boy know early in the morning. You you let him know. Leonard, uh, you've been amazing this postseason, seriously. I mean, you've been absolutely fantastic these three games. Come up with, obviously, massive wins, including these last two on the road in difficult places. Um, You know, all three on the road, but these last two especially. And uh, you guys, go, go get it. Go get it on uh, next Sunday. You're probably going to have the highest rated Super Bowl ever because people are, they, I mean, it's matchup. People are home, can't go to bars like they normally could. So you're going to see I don't think, it. listen, you know, it's crazy. I don't think, uh, like, I've I witnessed, I watch other, uh, every other Super Bowl, but I don't think it had this much talent on two teams. It's a lot of talent. Mm. It's a lot. And also, uh, Daryl Williams, the running back for, for the Chiefs, right? Yeah. He was the I was number one running back in Louisiana. He was the number two running back in Louisiana. We both went to LSU with each other, you know. So I want to say shout out to my dog Dirty. I can't <laughs> wait to see you. That's my dog, you know. Been my dog since since high school. So it's just and LSU. We have six guys total as in as in the Super Bowl. So that's another oh, wow. That's, a, that's another big thing right there. So I'm just grateful to just be a part of this company. You know, what I mean, it's going it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I'm excited. Man, I'm excited too. 
I, good luck, Leonard. You, you've had such a wonderful uh, postseason here, and, and congrats on the second chance here with Tampa and the way you're taking advantage. And I know it's only going to springboard you into, you know, more amazing things in your career. But go enjoy February seventh, man. I appreciate it. Thanks y'all for having me. All right, CC, holla at me, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good luck, bro. <laughs> I appreciate good it. Right. Good luck, Leonard. All right. I, I loved hearing Leonard's perspective on Tom Brady at the end there, man. That was great. Right. The like when you lose to him, oh, that guy's cheating, you know. And now it's like, <laughs> hey, you and then you realize, like, wow, this guy is this that guy's was- amazing. That was my Derek Jeter effect. When I played against him, I hated him. As soon as I got on his team, you love him, bro. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's a good comp. That's a, that's a real good comp. I mean, if you think about it. Is like, that a good comp, though? I don't think there's a comp to Brady anymore. No, there's probably not. I mean, like, there's probably not. Je- it, it, Jeter always, I thought, was because it was like the dude who like won – no, it, looking, it, it, it you was know, a great like, it was a great comp until Brady just went to Tampa and took Tampa to the fucking Super Bowl. Now there's we've there's never nothing. seen this. You know no. what I'm saying? At like, 43 too? At, at 40, 43? just like MJ taking the, the Wizards to the finals. Right. Right. There's nothing else that we've like we've never seen anybody do anything like this. Think about this. Tom Brady was in fifth grade when you were in second grade. And he's still taking his team to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl, yeah, guys. exactly. This shit is insane, bro. Like, like crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, even you know, comparing Mahomes to him, you can compare Mahomes to him. And Mahomes is is better at this stage in their careers. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mahomes is a better player. But is is he gonna get the ten fucking Super Bowls, guys? Like, is right. anybody gonna ever get the ten Super Bowls, dog? Like that shit is it, it makes no sense. It's crazy. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Is it's it's not just about your talent or how great you are it's about also what you accomplish right like because you could say Aaron Rodgers if I was just like picking my quarterback I'd pick Rodgers over Brady just on pure ability or whatever yeah but when it comes to you know the greatest it's not even a comp it's not even a comparison thanks to everything that Brady's accomplished you know nah, and I think yeah. that's that's a that's a compliment to Brady or or, or a skill of Brady's right because if you look at him in the lineup like there's a bunch of other quarterbacks you would pick pick before him, mm-hmm. but but when it comes down to getting it done with two minutes left on the clock, and you down and you need a touchdown, there's nobody else you want fucking in the huddle, but besides Tom Brady. I but mean, it, dude, it, can you imagine it, it in a normal year what the scene in Tampa would be like leading up uh, to the Super Bowl? We would all be down there because we'd be yeah. doing the podcast from down there. Like this we would. would be insane. This is the this might be the best quarterback matchup Super Bowl history ever. Yep. Yep, you have literally the goat against the guy who has a chance to be the eventual goat. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It, it, it's a it's as great a matchup as you could possibly hope for. And, and, and you can root for both teams, right? Like, you would want Mahomes to win because you've never seen anybody do anything as fast as he's done it, and and great. And then who who don't want to see Brady win his seventh Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's dope to be able to root for both teams. Like, you're good on both ends. Whoever wins. I, I honestly think that's what I'm going to be like watching the game is whoever's like down, I'm going to be rooting for them to score. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and, and then just like at the end, I'll figure out where I, where I fall. But yeah, man, I feel that way. And then even like what Leonard was saying, not, not even just those two, but even like, you know, the two running backs, the, you know, those guys, you know, him and, and the guy Williams going back to new Orleans and, and going to LSU together. And, 
you know, Mike Evans. And, I mean, it's so much talent. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is ridiculous, bro. I've never seen somebody that, that every time he touches the ball, he try to go to the house. It's, you know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Like, most receivers, they catch that little out. They take a little step out. Like, he's hitting the corner. He's going to the house, cuz, every time. It's unbelievable. It's, cra- it's crazy, man. Watching that one play where he, I forget, was it 71 yards or whatever, where he was, like, moving in space, like, in the, he's, like, got no space to go, and he's, like, basically crawl running through people, you know? He like ca- He caught that ball four yards from the line of scrimmage because that was an out, and yeah. he just turned the corner, and, like, the people, people think that he's going to step out of bounds. He just cuts up, and it's, it's uh, a it's wrap, ridiculous. man. It's crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, next week, we will make our official Super Bowl picks. We will uh, reveal what the betting... Uh, stakes are between us. Continue to tweet us your suggestions at R2C2 at Ryan Rucco at CC underscore Sabathia. Um, I, can't, I can't believe you made me pick against Brady last week, bro. I, I, like, I, I, I can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe I, I did too, man. I can't believe it. I got the, I got the standings in my notebook, but we'll, but, but we'll wait till next week. Um, but, uh, but see, you enjoy, uh, a weekend without football, um, it's it stinks when they come. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, we've come to a weekend without football. That's why you get the Premier League, bro. You better get that's, on soccer. That's that's real football. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's true. I, hey, I love my soccer. I do. And I have a ton of basketball this week, so I'll get by. Um, but anyway, all right, bro. Well, you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Follow us on Spotify at R2C2 and download wherever you get your podcast. And tell all your friends. Like, you know, just like text a random friend right now. Pull out the phone. Who would like R2C2? Well, you know what? Joe would like R2C2. Sally would like R2C2. Yeah, just, you know, pick a random friend. Text them. Let them know. <laughs> get, get them to listen to the pod. All right. Peace. <laughs>